0: Authors should be busy, engaged, interactive, dealing with people. If you're an introvert, find your own way of doing that. But that's the only way that you'll get the different experiences that are going to enrich you so that when you then turn to go write your characters and write your stories, you're an ever-growing and enriching source of, of material.
1: Hello and welcome to the Catholic Homeschool Podcast. I'm Paula Siskanik, your host. And today I am thrilled to have Dominic D'Souza. Dominic and I have been working together on so many projects. And this one's, I think, one very close to our hearts that we really wanted to spend a little bit about time talking together but it's also another way for you for me to share uh dominic who is uh i'll begin with his bio here and you'll see why this is the perfect partnership we have formed that we are so excited to share so let's begin and we begin with uh dominic is a young catholic dad and novelist passionate about world-building and Catholicism. Dominic is a graduate from the Writers Institute for Children's Literature, self-published, a children's novel, and works as a full-time marketer and graphic designer. He's married with a small girl in a small corgi. He wrote his first novel at 13, self-published at 18, and finished a sequel. He's written scores of short stories, hundreds of articles on marketing, branding, hosted four podcast shows and launched two online communities, Smart Catholics and the newest one, Catholic Author. Welcome, Dominic. I am so happy to have you here today.
0: Thanks for having me, Paula. Good to be here.
1: Yes. So I just began this uh, by introducing, saying kind of a little bit of a teaser here. We have a new partnership. And it's one that I think came out of our working together when we were doing the Catholic homeschool, um, the last conference, which was geared predominantly for teenagers. We call that that life after high school, all about that discernment, all about teenagers really taking time to figure out what are their gifts, their passions, their interests, the things that God is calling them to give to the world. And in that we did an art contest. Oh my goodness, the flood of talent, the ability of these teenagers to give their heart and soul. It inspired us to say, we need more vehicles, more ways to have our teenagers, in particular our Catholic homeschool teenagers to express themselves in the beauty of the arts. And in one of those areas is writing. So let's begin first with even just a little, we'll go first from your own story and being able to tell us what that little journey for you was and how is it at 13, you wrote your first story. So give us a little clue into Dominic as a teenager.
0: A complete dork with a big (laughs) head of hair, big aviator glasses, Um, grew up in, in Australia. And I absolutely loved reading books, always, always reading books. And then there was a point where a light bulb went off, and I thought, I can start telling stories. I can start writing stories. And so I started doing that feverishly. And then one day I bought a book from a secondhand store, and I saw a photo in the back of a young boy with tussle, you know, tussled hair. And he was only 13 years old, and he'd written his first novel the one I was holding, and his his uh, school teacher had helped him publish it. And now I have no idea what the readership was like, but I saw that and I thought, if he can do it, I can do it. And so I grabbed a ballpoint pen and I just decided I'm just going to write a novel about two kids basically going into a Narnia-like world and the girl gets captured and he has to gather up a bunch of enchanted weapons to rescue her. And then it all compounds and sort of things get more dangerous. And, and it was a real uh, kind of a wish fulfillment sort of story. Um, I think it only clocks in at like 50 pages. Um, but for me, it was that sense of completion, that sense of having actually done it, even if it was small and the, the hours just spent handwriting it out in a couple of exercise books or copywriter books. Um, when I was about 18, I typed it all up and expanded on it a little bit and, um, uh, and then wrote the sequel. And now I've not published the sequel and I plan to go back and rewrite everything as a brand new series, like any writer, you're always trying to rewrite stuff. So, um, but what it did is it, it really, uh, grounded me in this love of being creative, of taking everything that I'm reading and thinking about and integrating, and then turning it into, into stories. So, um, uh, in the, the last sort of five, six years or so, seven years, I went to work for. Um, uh, a uh, high school, well, for Seton Home Study School. And while I was there, I was given an opportunity to revive the Bailey Bulletin. And it used to be just a four-page newsletter to keep high school students connected or just knowing what was going on. And I thought, what if we just expanded this into a quarterly newsletter and we did contests and we wrote you know, stories and and students shared about themselves? And the uh, the management was like, well, go ahead and give it a try. Just know see what happens and the response blew me away and that became my absolute number one favorite thing to do again here's the reader and the writer like i just got to sit back and read stories and and encourage people here do think about this and take your story this way and um some of that uh expertise as a uh, having graduated from this two-year course uh Mm -hmm. for the, the writers institute uh then that came into play thinking about characterization thinking about how to write and so on. And like our art contest that we did, you and I, Paula, the, um, the, the quality of the stories that came in was just, just incredible. And at, with every contest, more kids would, would participate and they absolutely loved it. And they would just sit on that website and they would just hit refresh, refresh, refresh to see if a new comment came in or if uh, other students were, were chatting or engaging.
1: Was yeah. there one of the things um, I'd love to know from you, and I know I, I have a, a daughter, too, who's always, in many ways, her imagination is so strong. She was always, even like as lights would go out, you know, she was telling stories uh, to her siblings, um, It and and I know I have a son who's an artist, and, and in many ways, he did the same thing with his brothers, you know, the girls' room, boys' room. Were the stories rattling around in your head, and how did you actually get to some sort of a structure or even understanding how a story is formed. And, you know, I think of it, it's like, where do you even begin?
0: Oh, that's, that's a great question. And I think every writer is going to have a slightly different process for me. um, I, there are constantly stories going on. Like I'll watch a movie and I'll think, Oh, I would want to tell the story this way. And I want to recombine the characters in this way. So there's always stories going on, which means there's always bits and ends of paper and notepads and text documents and files and word docs and stuff, just trying to remember all of this stuff. And then I'll come back to it later to organize it. Um, so there's always ideas. And the more you read, which is what writers need to do, you need to read, you need to watch movies, you need to get out and do stuff and talk with people, and you need to write, uh, not just the one thing up in an attic somewhere. Yeah. Um,
1: so would you say in your high school, you know, and so you, you were homeschooled, or, you know, uh, as a, you know, as you were growing up too, did, mm-hmm. did you have opportunity to hone your craft as part of your homeschooling, or is it something that you did really solely as an extracurricular activity, you know, or something like you just, it's in me. I do it all the time.
0: Yeah. That for me, it was, it was largely that my mom had like, there were eight of us kids. And so she didn't have a lot of time to think about extracurriculars. Um, but as, uh, as I got older, it was just something I did because I wanted to, and I invested time and, and research into it. Uh, and when I discovered the internet, which was kind of a new thing for us as kids growing up, um, I found a couple of websites, one where I could go submit my stories online. For me, that was just transformative. People encouraging me or, or making compliments or pointing out, eh, this was kind of weak over here. For me, that was like, water in a desert to have that kind of constructive feedback. And then I would invest just as much time in going back and uh, reading other stories and trying to invest, you know, back into this online community of storytellers. Um, and then I'd find other people who would give writing advice. And I downloaded this one guy's, his, probably his entire website, and I would reread and reread and print off all of his articles because I wanted to I wanted to be a really good writer and I'd look at all of my favorite authors. And then I would try to try to, to emulate them. And then sometimes print them off and pass them around at the parish or the homeschool co-op and, and, um, uh, loved that sense of other people spending time with something I'd imagined and really, really enjoying it. Um, you know, or just digging into it with me and brainstorming and helping me make it better. And that's what I think worked so well with the, um, like the, the, the Bailey bulletin was that, creating that space for not just kids, but for teens to be creative um, together. So that's why Catholic author was relaunched this uh, uh, just within the last four months as a space for us to come together and actually start doing this together. Um, I know I
1: I I want to unpack exactly what that includes because it's very exciting. And I think, but it is, it, it is something that you personally have experienced it's something that I think one of the things I hear from what you're talking about, your journey, is not unlike many other people's journeys. And in many ways, you talk about writing as a creative process. You know, um, let's talk a little, just a little bit about that creativity versus, because when we talk about homeschooling, it, mm-hmm. you know, and you said that busy moms, we're talking about the three R's. Well, where does creativity fit into a person's education in your mind?
0: Um, I see it as an extremely foundational thing. Um, with the caveat that there are different kinds of people. So not every kid is going to want it, not every kid is going to need it. But I think almost every kid when they're uh, when they're very young um, is drawn towards creativity, migrates towards colors, shapes and sounds. And some of that creativity is in physical activity, you know, bike riding or hiking or getting up on the roof and, you know, making tree houses. There's just different ways of expressing it, but it's discovering that um, the the beginning of that journey of self-discovery of what are my interests? What are my contributions? You know, there's a little article I put on the Catholic author blog, the idea that you are a key that unlocks something in the world. And that's kind of the role, the job of your life is to figure out, well, what is that? What is it that I'm in love with that I don't know yet? And we actually don't discover, sorry, we don't uh, create our interests or our passions. We just discover them. And that's kind of the journey of life is to kind of keep putting yourself in different situations and trying different things to find out what it is you love and and then maybe to start thinking about why. So I would think creativity is a hugely important thing when, when you're young and then, as you get older, you begin to realize or gravitate towards certain things. But for those who are gifted with the specific acts of of creativity, you know, such like the you know the, the the arts, maybe or creative writing or dancing, that sort of thing, people who understand or, or song or music, you're what you're learning is not just a craft. You're learning a language. You're learning a a, a like a second tier of language of how to think about the world how to see the world how to talk about things that are uh, that are important things that you don't see in the ordinary ordinaries of, of daily life you're starting to think more uh, and especially here I'm talking as a catholic author or just as a, just as an author at all you're thinking more about what are the great themes of life what are the great things that happen you know, behind the scenes, you know, there's stuff that's happening on stage. But the author is one who thinks about, well, why does that happen? Why does that matter to me? And what kind of stories come out of my own interests? You know, and I, because I want to be able to to share that. You know, so I think it's creativity is is critical.
1: So our forms of expression as human beings, our connection to, and in many ways, it is, is that deep soul connection, the image of God in us. Has this longing to understand and know the world, to know the Creator better, and I and, and I'm sensing again, it's that it's that expression of that journey we all have mm-hmm. in in that way of really trying to not control the world, but to discover and wonder about it. And it seems to me again, like you pointed out so well, it, it, we do that in different ways. And and I wanted to speak about just quickly, you know. Um, I always talk about this. There's there's books uh, by Sir Ken Robinson that talks about being in your element. You know, for some people, Dominic, writing a story at 13 seems really impossible. So let's talk a little bit about that, how it just seems like at a certain point, can we give people that ability, the permission to work in their element, in their area where they feel such a strong like this comes naturally, this is interest, you know. I, I I like to think about homeschooling gives us the freedom to do that.
0: I yeah, I think it does. <laughs> homeschooling gives parents and students a unique freedom for the, the student to self-pace. And it allows the parent the opportunity to to just organically observe what the kid is interested in, what they where they want to put their attention. Um, and what ends up happening is you when you create when you give the space for the the love of learning to flourish, then that bleeds over into everything, and the child then is has the freedom to want to learn, um, and and maybe even be good at everything. But just again, there's that organic space for the parent to watch the child and and then so you know uh, intentionally invest in the the areas where they are showing a particular aptitude, a particular energy and interest and want to develop. Um, That was a, that was a blessing for me as as a a homeschool kid. And I, I think it's a wonderful thing for others.
1: (laughs) So, Opportunity for other kids came as a heart project for us. Exactly. So let's let's unpack then what is Catholic author and what is in particular teen Catholic author and what are some of the things we can look forward to and people can take advantage of?
0: Sure. So Catholic author is the creative community for the modern Catholic author. It started as a place for um, uh, adults, so 17 and older. Um, from any background, you're welcome, come on in and join us. And the idea was to give us a, a an actual community, not just a forum, but an actual social network, an actual place for us to come together and uh, give and get feedback, share what we're working on, uh, share resources. Um, and then in the adult group, we'll, we'll talk more about things like, you know, how do I build my author brand? How do I, you know, that more of that marketing kind of thing, because that's more important. Um, But then in conversations with you began to realize, well, there's the teens and the art contest did so well. What if we create a uh, a home in Catholic homeschool online for teens to come together? So that's what Catholic author teens is. It's a space if you're uh, between 13 and 17 to do basically the same thing, give and get feedback, get mentorship, um, share your works in progress, brainstorm ideas, meet and make friends, build your writing portfolio, that sort of thing. So uh, what we decided to do is we, we knuckled around and tried to figure out what's, what is the fun that we're going to have throughout the year? How can we structure this? And so what, we, um, what we're now doing is we have monthly genre challenges. Every month, there's a different genre that we think about, like fairy tales or science fiction, fantasy, mythology. Um, I don't know, th- thrillers is later in the year. And the idea is uh, each of us naturally gravitate to one or another genre. Mm-hmm. Um, There's probably a really good reason for that. And there's a good reason why genres exist, but having a challenge in each month allows us to think more about what each genre does, what it's meant to accomplish, what are its parameters so that we then know how to mix and match them, Um, you know, with, with better adeptness, you know, with a little more competence. So that's what happens every month. And then to make things more interesting Every three months, we have a contest, and right now we're in the middle of the the fairy tale contest. It ends um, end of uh, end of February, so everyone is welcome to, who is a member of the community, to write a short fairy tale story and then submit it to the contest. And then what will happen is everyone that gets accepted into the, the the tier one, you know, the round one, they get direct mentorship or direct feedback and recommendations on here's how you can make your story stronger. Um, then it goes to the public vote. You know, everybody in the community gets to vote on who gets to the top three. And then at the top three, we have our partner or friend or sponsor of the community uh, will come in and pick number one. In this case, it's JP Catholic. And they're, they're the perfect university because they're all about the creative arts. So they're going to help nominate the finalist. And then what happens to the finalists in each contest? Well, they get published in our journal. And the journal will be a beautifully designed printable journal um, that people can then purchase and have it delivered straight to their door. All of the stories will be in it. And then any other stories of honorable mention from the other, the other months. So, so that's what Catholic author is. It's There's this adult community built within the Smart Catholics social mm-hmm. network. And then in the Catholic Homeschool Online social network, there's the teens group. Um, and we do encourage parents to be involved with your teens. You know, read their entries. You know, uh, make sure that that you're happy with them. You're you're endorsing them. Um, but they're, couldn't they're not... some of
1: those those challenges? And and will the, the challenges be posted each month? So so we have. So mm-hmm. just to kind of summarize again, um, I think again it was born from your own experience and that idea that feedback community elevates mm-hmm. your ability to really hone your craft in something that's inherent in you. And we both know that there are teens that are just hungry to tell stories and be able to do this and want to meet other fellow teens to do this. So there's the element of peer reviews. Who is doing the like critique and how is that going to work?
0: So the critique aspect is, so first there's the peer level of feedback. And anybody at any time can write up something, share a story, share a chapter of something that they're writing. They can share that at any time for peer review so that each student can support each other and and read. And and one of the cardinal laws that we have in the Catholic author community is zero negative feedback. We don't allow it. Please don't ever do it. It's always positive. It's always uh, helpful and, and constructive. Never. I don't like that or that wasn't any good or something. So um, everybody help us keep that keep that happening. But then there's the next level, which is the mentors. Um, right now, there's myself. We have another one coming in. Katie Campbell, who's a graduate from JP Catholic, uh, who's working very closely and helping to build all of this. What the mentor is uh, mentors support um, providing feedback during the contests primarily. So anybody who makes it to the top 10 uh, gets that one to one mentoring. So if you're somebody who's showing real promise and you're entering in all the four contests, then you, you'll get that, that feedback to help you get to the next round to polish it, to, to improve, you know, improve your story.
1: But tell us um, a little bit about Katie, her background too, and how we got, and if anybody's not familiar with Katie Campbell, and I know you just did an interview with her as well. It is posted in the community.
0: So mm-hmm. yeah, who's Katie. Yep. If anybody wants to meet her, we Katie and I did an interview on our podcast, Silhouettes of the Truth. You can check that out. And then she and I also did a longer discussion on what's the difference between fairy tales and mythology. And so you can get a sense of, of where she comes from. She She's somebody who loves fairy tales. She loves writing short stories. Um, she's, uh, what does she call herself? Uh, she's a humorist. She loves the weird. She loves far Eastern fairy tales, Baltic fairy tales. And um, she loves sort of twisting them and making them humorous. And um, so.
1: And she's an alumni, right, of GP2, is that correct? Right. 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 Yeah. And she was one of our keynote speakers at the Life After High School. Um, event that was we had just this past fall. I yeah. loved her talk. <laughs> she
0: I think gave, she's published like two or three books now. Right,
1: so. right, right. Compilations. So I know we. I know that there will be other authors coming through. You know, published authors that had similar journeys, even to Katie, to you. That that these that teens. Can connect with as as we move through, um, and this is just the beginning. We also, you know, uh, Dominic had, had talked about it in the different creative arts. I know we are our producer Jay is putting together one for music for music composition. We do have also in the works an artists group as well, and we're talking with Catholic University of America doing an entrepreneurship group, and and you know all sorts of these kind of ways to build in the 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 incredible talents and desires of of our young teens as they're coming into the world to be able to test the waters before they even get into the college track, if that's what they want or wherever they're, it's part of that discernment process, that part of giving of themselves to the world. So um, the contest, and again, how can people um, get connected with the contest and all of that at this point, but, um, and get involved?
0: Sure. Just head over to catholicauthor.us. Over on the uh, left, you'll see a menu that says blog, and then you can just press the contest option uh, right there on the blog. And then all you have to do to participate is just start your seven-day free trial uh, today. And then it's only uh, $5 a month, either for the students or for the teen group or for the adult group. And then just write your story and just post it right in there. So and then then there's everybody a component can start a to thing.
1: this. I know you talked about, you have this like manifesto that you mentioned, and there is a component to it to be actually, so as a homeschool parent, I know for me, it's like time is tied and where is this going to go? Um, does it, can I make it count as school? <laughs> this kind of work?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you're, you're teen or you're, your student is going to be spending a lot of time on this, then it makes a lot of sense for it to, uh, to to be more valuable to homeschool parents, for them to feel like they're kind of getting something out of all that time, and also the student can actually make progress in it. Um, so this is why we've launched um, the creative writing program for high school teens, and it's something that right now only exists with Catholic Homeschool Online. And the it's not very complex. All it is, it's the student will write one story every month. So they're basically they participate in every genre challenge. So write one story a month, but in doing so, they submit every story to a mentor. Right now, that's myself as the first one. As we continue to grow, we'll bring in mm-hmm. other mentors. And then at that point, student can probably pick the mentor that they want to hear more from because they, they like their attitude or their approach or something. Um, but that's largely it. It's, uh, it's a way for the student to get direct feedback on every story that they write so that they make progress throughout the year they improve different areas of the writing craft of how they communicate and big reason why we see this is valuable it's not just having it's not just having the fun they um they're getting that feedback at the end of the year they get a certificate it's um, basically for the parents demonstrating yes they they showed up they they wrote all the stories they integrated the feedback um and then the parent can afford an elective uh, credit. And depending on how much time the student puts into it, a mm-hmm. parent can assign that to any season yeah. that they want, either a half credit or a full credit. Um,
1: I know I get that question all the time. And I think it is it is one of those most amazing, valuable things. I've seen it with my own children. Um, even if you're, again, whether you're going to college or not, your ability to actually take something that you're majorly interested and passionate about and bring it to fruition and to stick with it, to grow with it is something that sets you apart from everybody else. It's true. It's like, it's not something that, oh, I just had to do this. This is something I'm going above and beyond. And I'm really being focused and learning how to really focus on this craft, this skill. And as I said, I've seen it in my own children, but in also many of the families that I've, I've coached, when you are able to, to do that, you actually can put that on your transcript. It, you know, you're literally just logging hours, but you're giving credit because there's actual progress being made. There's actual learning occurring. There's actual skills being learned. And the ability to even just in your essays that when you apply to college, I you know even like for for uh, several of my kids, you know, it got them jobs (laughs) outside as, you know, even while they were going to college, because their skills, their interests were something that they could see the future employer was like, wow, this kid's not just only going to school, they're really being able to,
0: you know, work on their craft. So I think that's that's exactly that is the one of the most interesting, exciting points about this is there's real world Value and not just going off and having fun and oh there's junior writing his stories or her stories or whatever, but there's the actual real world value of um, meeting deadlines, of uh, creating something according to provided specifications, and then integrating the feedback. You know those are critical life world you know real life experiences that everybody needs to to learn to do, and especially if you're somebody who is good at writing, then you need the regular discipline of just having your head in the writing space of sitting down and actually doing it and not just this month I'll do something and I'll take a break for two months. Like, no, if, if you want to get good at it, you need to keep at it. And so that's why this is what we've done here is structured. And it's not just like uh, just do it whenever you want, but there are, there's regular deadlines. So that way there's regular progress, um, Yeah.
1: Well, when you say creative people, you know, tend to, it's like, it's never perfect and I want to keep working on it. (laughs) So the real world is like, no, we got to go to press.
0: (laughs) That was actually one of the decisions we made early on was if you're going to participate in this, you have to write your draft, edit it, obviously, and then post it in the community. Mm -hmm. Don't just send it privately to a teacher. Um, That's valuable too, obviously, but there's actually a very, there's a wonderful sense of value in deciding when it's good enough and then just sharing it, getting it out yeah. there. Yeah. Because you'll you'll never actually get better by you know rerunning it through your own brain, through your own mind. You have to expose it to other people. Um, so find out what makes it good enough and then post it.
1: So virtues are in this as well. There's an element of humility. You know, there's an element of vulnerability, you know, because I, I, writing any form of expression that comes from deep within, we feel vulnerable to that. So I love the idea as you're saying, nothing negative, not in the sense that you're, you know, if a person were to, it's always spinning in in a positive way. So for example, if a person is actually, let's say, handing in, materials, and they're having difficulty with structure, and it's not working, you're going to critique it, but in a positive way, you know what I'm saying, in the sense that we don't want to crush the spirit, but it's helping a person to understand how to receive constructive criticism. And so I think that's pretty much what you're alluding to is this idea of constructive criticism, being able to take it, but also learning how to dish it out. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) learning how to read something with an eye for what's working here. And then not just that doesn't work, but why, you know, and then Mm -hmm. try to comment that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's very valuable. As you said. And that's something that's like, even if they are not going to become a full-time writer and that's their career when you, I mean, I know writing and it was again, that too, I've seen that come to fruition is that um, children who have actually learned that skill, I can get a you know their their ability to even express themselves in the verbal sense and in many ways in their written work whether they're writing a report for work or this or that their heads above other people because they're able to just speak with clarity with organization that cannot burden the reader.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, value. I think it's it's also and it's kind of a lost art that I hope is coming back, but it's the ability to. um it's kind of what we do, I think, in the first half of life is we define and, and grow into the what's called the calculating mind. The ability to see, to discern, to delineate, to divide, you know, to label, that's extremely important how we survive. But then there's an art that needs to be learned in the second half of life, which is the contemplative mind. And it's the ability to recognize there's all of these things that are me, not me, and so on, but then to be able to... Uh, to not react to them, to allow things to be what they are, allow people to be what they are, to not, again, not to react, but to see who is God in this person, you know, mm-hmm. in this story that maybe I dislike. Well, what's a good thing that's in it to step back from my initial reaction and allow something to be what it is. I say that's that's a fundamental human um, art or skill that everybody needs to learn, but I see In a particular way, I think that authors kind of get a leg up, get and artists as well maybe, but get an opportunity to start practicing that because when we're creating characters, this is the fun thing, when you're creating characters in a world, um, you love those characters from the inside out. You don't love them from the outside in. We run around Mm -hmm. people in our parish and everybody else, and, and we get to know them by how they reveal themselves to us. So we start to like or dislike them. From the outside in but that's not how god loves us god loves us from the core from the essence and then that embraces everything else that we're choosing to express you know our personalities and so on And that's the same thing that we do as sub creators is we love our characters from the inside out now especially those characters where we're that becomes really clear there are some characters where that is not clear to us um and that's why they're usually not our main characters I think that when you consciously, when you choose to take that kind of thing seriously, one, you're going to make better character decisions, you know, or how you treat them, how you create those stories. Um, But I think it's also going to make you a better person because you're exercising something, literally going to a gym and you're flexing muscles, you're exercising within yourself. My character is going through a really hard time right now. And they're making all of these terrible decisions. They're like a light switch away from being the villain of this story but I know they have it in them to actually turn around. And I've got this situation coming up. That's going to turn everything around and I'm going to handhold them or handwrite them through that process because I love who they are. Now, if you can take that same attitude and turn around and bring that to your family or people in ministry, people in the street or in business, you already you're, you're functioning out of a contemplative space. You're no longer just judging and, you know, reacting to everything, you're able to let things be what they are and not always trying to interpret, you know, uh, everything.
1: I know uh, when my daughter went through um, <clears throat> uh, her own, you know, creative writing course, which, and again, I would say in many um, high school programs, they we talk about, yes, there's the importance of learning how to write, you know, your academic essays, your persuasive essays and narrative and all of those. But that element of creative a- essays I think you're so right. It adds this whole other dimension to our ability to really delve deep into humanity, into our own thoughts, but it really gets us outside of ourselves because, as you said, you're loving people from inside out, you're getting to the core, but it's also in you become a better reader. You read for deeper understanding. You know, you now know and understand as you go through the craft of creating a story, you can read. It a work of literature and start looking at it and understanding and trying to maybe understand why the author made those particular decisions on those characters. And and that's incredible. That's an incredible, wonderful gift as well.
0: And that's why we've got, uh, everybody's invited and welcome to please read through, and especially if you join the community, either the adult or the teen, read through or skim through the manifesto sort of course, how to be a Catholic author. And it's they're my thoughts and my notes, obviously, but it's because I not only love the craft of creative writing, I just, I don't see it as being just another hobby. Like, I'm just going to go do this on the weekends. Like I see if this is a distinct passion and an energy that you have and you want to invest in, then that's probably telling you something about yourself, about how you were made and maybe what you're called to do with that. Um, I see being a uh, being an author is like I said you're you're a key that is meant to unlock something in this world, and by pursuing this craft and getting good at it, and by introspecting and by sub creating and by contemplating, and then writing and putting it out and sharing with others, you're. I think it is a uh, it is a path like a spiritual path by which you start to understand God and Christ and spirituality from the inside out. You know, it's a way for you to change and to exercise and to grow and to become more open to to grace and to transformation. Um, And then maybe come and share that. So again, if, if you're a key, you're meant to unlock a certain door. God has a certain message or a certain insight. And it might just be one story that you write 20 years from now, but it's full, it's distilled with so much thought And introspection and inspiration, you know. Um, So I see it as an extremely important spiritual path. Others will will find, you know, work out their salvation and fear and trembling and doing other things. But I think authors, it's not just a hobby. It can actually be something thrilling and exciting. It can be absolutely private and something you never share. Um, Usually, though, you create art to communicate and to share, you know, with others.
1: So I um. I know we talked about this in next week. Um, so if anybody's listening to this now, we'll also put links at the bottom here, you know, uh, below this video to learn how to get involved immediately. And, and you do have, because there'll be parents listening to this who I think are, uh, you know, closet authors, <laughs> Any ones who maybe want to express themselves in that way too. So we have the Catholic author for the parents and then for the teens, um, all of that will be on, again, uh, just remind us of that website. It's catholicauthor.us. Is that correct? That's
0: right. Mm-hmm.
1: Great. And then also, you have, um, and again, to get into that writer program, which is the more deeper dive, you're going to do mm-hmm. a, a workshop, a free workshop okay. for our community. Is that right? Next week?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Largely, uh, we'll talk about the how the program works again, answer questions, You know, field questions from people. Uh, We can talk about the contest and mostly what we'll do is, is uh, go over some of the key points that are talked about and how to be a Catholic author,
1: how to be a Catholic author. So that's a great name of the workshop, how to be a Catholic author workshop. And that will be a free workshop that we um, certainly will let people know in our community. And I really encourage people to do that. Uh, Um,
0: please have a read through it, you know, before so that you, you know, I welcome your questions and and your objections and your thoughts and your sidebars, you know.
1: Yeah, I'll put the question in the community and see if we can get some, put it as an event and have some preloaded questions. And I'm sure people, I mean, this has been very exciting. (laughs) This has got probably many heads spinning. And and I know we hope and pray that people will share this with, uh, as we said this all came from the incredible, beautiful talent of our Catholic teens, this ability to express themselves, and we're trying to give them that, uh, you know, a, a, a place, a safe place to do that, that is is centrally tied to our faith as well, that really that's at the core. Um, any parting words on this? Because this is, as I said, been so delightful to speak with you, because on a personal level, and our collaboration and, and and I'm excited for the journal that will be coming out from this uh, yeah, being able too. to share. Mm-hmm.
0: Um key key advice, I think. I once read a little uh, it was an anecdote in a book of and the author was describing somebody who would she was an artist, and what she would do is she would go dive off into a barrier reef somewhere to experience, you know, life with the, the sharks and the moray eels and the fish. And, and she would put herself deliberately in positions of danger because what she wanted to do when she came back out from that and she wanted to find out what those experiences would elicit in her, what would emerge, what would come from putting herself in these specific situations. And she, I don't know exactly the art she went on to create. That fascinated me, that idea. Um, and one of the episodes we did on Silhouettes of the Truth, the author... the guest made that same point, the the, the ideas for stories that you get come from when you're out and about doing things and, and not when you're actually sitting and writing the stories. So if you're a key that unlocks something in the world, you need to be trying that key in a whole bunch of different locks to find out which is the right door, because we're not given the door, we're just given the key. And then we have to figure that out. So what does that mean? Do things. Authors should be busy, engaged, interactive, dealing with people If you're very introspective, uh, what's the word, Um, extrovert or introvert. If you're an introvert, find your own way of doing that. Uh, Learn things. Find your own way to experience things. Um, But that's the only way that you'll get the different experiences that are going to enrich you. So that when you then turn to go write your characters and write your stories, you're an ever-growing and enriching, you know, Source of of material. So keep writing. That's obviously an important one. Keep reading. Always read, especially authors that you like, and then try to think about why you like them. Uh, And then probably copy them. It's really important to just straight up copy their style so that you can then figure out your own. And then three, watch movies. That's really important. That's a huge thing today. Watch all the movies, know what's popular. Uh, If you dislike it, find out why other people like it, why it's popular, and then what's good about it. Because there's almost always something good in everything, you know? Yeah. Talk about that.
1: Yeah. I was um, watching a movie recently with my my child and said, screenwriters are the unsung heroes of movies. How many times do you actually remember who wrote that? You know? And yet, what would the actors, and even if you've done the acting and the casting, I'm just like... You know, how come we don't remember who wrote that story? Because <laughs> the words true. are so beautiful. So, yep. Well, Dominic, again, what a joy to speak with you on this. Thank you, Paula. I, I just, I love this project. I love what's going to grow from this. I know that it is a beautiful, beautiful experience. Uh, again, for the authors and for the teens. And I thank you so much for taking the time today with me. And I look forward to that workshop. So I want to thank everybody for watching today. And again, please share this video with your friends. Do come and visit catholicauthor.us. You'll also, if you are a member of the Catholic Homeschool Community, and if you're not, please do join catholichomeschoolcommunity.com. There's the articles. All the information is in the community as well. So thank you once again and may God bless you abundantly. Bye now. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this video, please consider liking it and subscribing to our YouTube channel. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Thank you and have a blessed day.